podcast. I'm your host, Josh Appleman, founder and CEO of Appleman Properties and Equity Group. Today, we're joined with Alex Kingman. Alex heads up the sales and marketing at KGI Capital, a firm specializing in multifamily real estate syndication. Dedicated to helping investors build wealth, KGI Capital manager, manages 10 million in asset center management and around 80 multifamily units. Alex, we're excited to have you on today. If you could, just please let everyone know a little bit more about yourself. Hi, Josh. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Um, uh, thank you for the wonderful introduction. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we've been in the real estate space for a little over five years, and we actually got into the space with a house hack. Uh, so we started out in the smaller uh, properties, like one to four units, but the first property was a house hack, and we did all the work ourselves. And that really inspired us to slowly uh, start to move into bigger, bigger properties and to be able to, you know, get to where we are today, where we are doing syndications and we are doing bigger deals um, and bringing in investors and being able to help others start on their journeys as well. That's perfect. That's um, and that's a that's a really that's a great path that you you went down. You started small and then you got you learned the routine, the uh, the process. And then you discovered the syndication model, I assume, and, um, yeah. and then that, that enables you to get into much larger properties and uh, also able to build a team and get more people involved. Um, what made you want to get into syndications? Was it just the, the, the transactions of smaller properties or what, what really made you want to cross the, uh, cross the bridge? Yeah, it's a good question because there's always that, uh, I don't want to say that fight of single family versus multifamily, but a lot of times, a lot of people start in the single family and then move over to multifamily. The reasons that we did is because we got to a point where the goals that we were trying to reach personally and professionally were basically, they just made more sense with going bigger and going into larger properties. And then we also, at the point where we decided to do that, had a lot of people who were interested in partnering with us on deals. And so we felt that it made more sense uh, from an economy of scale point standpoint to uh, go into the multifamily space. Uh, additionally, for investors, people who are going to invest passively, at least in these deals, uh, we felt that it mitigated a lot of risk that you have with single family properties. If you're going to partner with somebody on a single family versus a multifamily, you know, for example, yeah. the occupancy rate of a, of a multifamily, if one person moves out of a single family, you're at hundred uh, percent, you know, you don't have anyone in there to, right. uh, <laughs> to pay the rent, but in a multifamily, one person moves out, you still have, you know, maybe a 99 other tenants that are able to pay. Um, so you have a little less risk on that side of things. So we felt that it was a better move for partnering with, uh, investors and then also for our, our own goals as well. That's perfect. And that's right. Economies of scale, you can uh, distribute the expenses amongst each unit. Uh, you can uh, give a maintenance call. You've got uh, one place to go. You can maintenance uh, four or five units if need be. But uh, you're able to, the, the big thing is um, risk. Risk is, is distributed. And uh, um, yeah, it's just, it's economies of scale. It's, uh, it's multifamily. Now, KGI Capital Partners, you guys are, um, you all are the operator of the, of the properties. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we uh, own and manage uh, some smaller properties. And then we also now are in the multifamily space. So we uh, we manage and are part of a management team for other uh, like, for example, we have a 
like an 80, uh, 72 unit in um, Oklahoma City area. Okay. Um, yeah. So do you partner up with property management and then oversee their day to day? Or how does that, uh, what does your all structure look like? Yeah, so we have the GPs, which is uh, for those of the listeners who might not know, it's the general partners. And we are the group that manages the day-to-day aspects of the deal. Um, we don't do the property management in-house. So we do work with a property manager, a company that um, manages and is, it specializes in uh, the type of properties that we invest in. And we work with them to um, oversee what they're doing, make sure that they're doing the day-to-day things correctly as well. And then uh, we just make sure everything's moving in the right direction, make sure that we're following the uh, business plan that we put in place and the investment strategy that we um, projected from the beginning and making sure that everything's just staying on track. That's uh, perfect. So you all do the, uh, the asset management, make sure the business plan is executed and uh, just keep everything in line. That's perfect. So mm-hmm. through, through your journey of real estate, what are some challenges that you've faced? And then um, how have you overcome them and then lessons learned? Sure. In the smaller properties, one of the biggest challenges that we faced was in the beginning, uh, after we did the house hack, we decided that we liked real estate investing a lot. <laughs> and we decided that we wanted to continue doing so. Um, but we didn't want to continue doing it in the state that we were investing in. It, um, we were from California. So that house hack was in California. So oh, we wow. felt that there were better opportunities elsewhere for our goals at the time. So we went out of state and we invested in a couple different places. Because we hadn't done a ton of deals at that time, uh, I thought that I had picked a really good property manager um, and vetted that that manager correctly and done all the right things for some of these single family properties in a particular area. And it turns out it was a very bad choice. Uh, And so we ended up um, having to find a new manager and deal with all the issues that came with that for the next however many months. And uh, that was probably one of our most expensive lessons. Luckily, it was with the smaller properties. A lot of the original lessons we learned were on the smaller properties. So they were smaller numbers and they were still able to not lose money as uh, in the deals. But having a proper uh, way to vet property managers is really important because really if you don't have a good property manager that's a huge part of the deal and you probably aren't going to be able to be profitable in that deal if you don't have somebody who is there and doing a good job managing the property yeah, I <laughs> t- totally agree with that the uh, the property manager is the spine of the operation <laughs> yeah so, and it, it, it comes down to people people doing what they say they can do and be who they say they are. Um, we, we have our own war stories as well of, of just exactly that. And it, and it goes back to uh, multifamily on an operation side is a business. It's an active business. You're, you're interacting with people. You're um, taking care of those issues that come up and, uh, and coming up with solutions. It's, a, um, it's day-to-day. Uh, passive, passively investing and being a passive investor in mailbox money, you don't get to see those issues. Um, so it's, it, we're the shield, the front line, the first at the uh, first at bat. But uh, no, that that's a huge, uh, huge lesson learned. Um, do you have any other ones? Because that's that's exactly what we want to hear. I want uh, I want <laughs> others to hear this 
of what kind of goes on and what we go through. Yeah, you know, I I have I could definitely have stories. <laughs> um, you know, we had a or we have a fourplex, um, and we it was a so we focus. I don't know, I don't can't remember if I mentioned earlier, but we focus mainly on distressed properties, and we started out that way from the very beginning of our journey. Um, we that's always been our main focus. So we bought a distressed fourplex uh, in Florida. And that property um, now is all stabilized and doing really well, but um, it was quite a learning curve because it was our first out-of-state property. And it was like $130,000 rehab for this fourplex. And at the time that was a lot and for us, and we were learning how to do all the steps and manage from afar with something like a distressed property. There's a lot more there are a lot more moving parts than just buying like a cash flowing uh, asset or a, a property that just needs like new backsplashes and some kitchen cabinets or something. Yeah. So it was a pretty extensive rehab. And we learned that going through the process of finding a contractor and then making sure that they stay on track with timing and all of that is so, so important and is almost more important than the necessarily the contractor itself. So of course it's important to have a really good contractor, but we actually waited a little bit longer to work with a contractor who was a little bit cheaper and they were, they were, um, they were all good options that we had, but we wanted to save, uh, some, I guess, some of that original (laughs) money that we thought, you know, keep that, keep the numbers where we wanted them. And so we waited and looking back, that was extremely expensive. (laughs) So it ended up being that we waited. All the contractors were really busy at the time that, um, that we were looking as well, but having to, to wait that time meant that we lost a lot of money. So that was like a kind of like a rookie mistake probably that we made. But it's something that I think a lot of people don't really necessarily think about is, you know, every time that we, every week that we waited was like another something like thousand dollars out of our account, like going out, yeah. just, just going to uh, the, the mortgage interest. <laughs> it's unrecoverable. It's, uh, it's yeah. just, just like a vacant unit. It's unrecoverable funds. You'll never see it, never get it back. Uh, and yeah, that, that's real estate though. You've got to be able to procure your labor and material at a good basis because that's where your returns come from that's the name of the game that's what we all do the same no matter if you're doing it on a um a, a very high level with the multiple crews or or um you know your one-off flips this and that but you're trying to to be very very cost conscious on on procuring your labor material um in in labor pool is hard it is extremely tough no matter what part of the market you're in in the country you're you're up against skilled labor pool and that's they can make or break your deal essentially just on um, the time delays and skill level and going back and correcting work and whatnot. So um, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> those are very big lessons learned and, and you know, the more lessons you learn, the better you get, but it's, or the more things you look out for, I guess. So it's just what it is. So talk to us a little bit about your background, what you were doing before multifamily and, um, and how that's helped you with multifamily with where you're at. Sure. Sure. So, uh, before I was full-time in the multifamily space, um, I was a salesperson. Uh, I was one of the top eight in the country selling nice. Airstream travel trailers. 
cool. so if you've ever seen the silver travel trailers on the on the road, <laughs> they're still awesome. That one. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, perfect. Yeah, so I really enjoyed working there. It was really, really good experience, and I learned a lot about sales. Um, before that, I was I was doing a lot of marketing work, so I've always been involved with kind of the sales and marketing side of things, the people side. That's what lights me up personally. So that's where I've always focused, and I've found that I find a lot of um, enjoyment and passion in working with people because I can dig into people's why. They're they're deep wise of what they they are doing and why they're doing it and help them get there so i enjoy that a lot and so going into uh real estate and then moving into the multifamily space a couple years ago that has really helped in that uh, space because i mainly focus on those areas in the business so i mainly focus on um investors working with them um helping them understand how it all works and uh, investor relations once they are invested with us in a deal so that we have good communication there and I can like share what's going on with the property and um, help them understand anything if they're not um, sure on how different aspects are are going or how that part works Um, and be able to reach out to new people and meet more um, potential investors and other active investors and um, that's really where I like to be. That's um, awesome. So yeah. And then from my background before uh, we went into the multifamily space in the single family, uh, I've found that doing that allowed us to learn all these little, these lessons on the little properties and now bring that to the bigger properties where um, we know what to do. <laughs> um, so there's, you know, a learning curve to that beginning part of real estate where the first few properties, no matter how good the numbers look, are probably going to be a bit underestimated. Not necessarily, but we found, at least for us, that even with really conservative underwriting, the one thing that we didn't account for, that's hard to account for, um, but necessary, is the inexperience factor in the very beginning. And the part where you just don't know what you don't know, even with mentors and other things like that, there's just going to be things that come up. So having that experience from the smaller properties to bring to the larger properties for us has been super valuable because now we're like, okay, we already had this lesson over here. So we see the writing on the wall here. We're moving this way now and we're going to protect our investors and every, you know, we're going to protect the deal, make sure that we mitigate all the risks that we can. Yeah. And, and you definitely get better as you do more and it becomes more retained and, and uh, experience is a, uh... And you just keep, it keeps compounding. The more experience you have, the bigger deals you do, the more deals you do, the more experience. So it's uh, that's the beauty yeah. of real estate. Um, that's perfect. And uh, and just your background in marketing. I mean, real estate is marketing. You've got to get the word out of what you're doing, and you know other people take notice, and then they might want to join you on your journey as well. And then you both compound together. You're getting you're building real estate up for other uh, investors and partners as well as yourself. It's uh, it's uh, it keeps keeps things balanced. Um, what advice would you give someone who's interested in, uh, in real estate and um, interested in getting into multifamily? That's a good question. <clears throat> it depends a little bit, I think, on what, the way that they want to get involved, because there are so many different ways to get involved. So I guess depending on where they're at in that process of they want to get involved, but you know they don't necessarily know which way they want to get involved. 
how we started out is we were like, okay, we're in the single family space. We want to go into multifamily. Now what? So we just started networking with people who were in the multifamily space. So if you're at that place where you are trying to decide, you, you know, you want to go into multifamily, you know, you want to go bigger, a great way to do that and to get your mindset to the place it needs to be in order to start even looking at deals and getting to that uh, level is to go talk to the people who are already doing it, get around them. They are already there. Their mind is already there. Their mindset's already, um, already thinking about the numbers, you know, 10 X, uh, compared to a single family property. And that really will help anyone who's just starting out to be able to see one, where they want to go from there and what they're attracted to at that point. Like, ah, you know, multifamily sounds like a lot of work. Maybe I just want to be passive in it. And, you know, it's, it's going to take a lot of time otherwise, or, oh yeah, this sounds really awesome. I like the asset management side of it, or I like the idea of raising capital, or I like a certain aspect of the operational side that I can go and do. And I know I could, you know, help a lot of people by doing that. And, um, you know, you get to be able to find what it is specifically that you really like about the space and you get to find the people who are going to not only help you get there, but that you are going to, you know, be able to help them achieve their goals as well that you can partner with on these types of deals. So that would be my advice is start there. That's, and that's perfect because you're, you're right. There are so many different, um, there's industries within real estate itself, industrial, self-storage, multifamily, single family, cold storage. I mean, just on and on and on. It's finding out, like you had said earlier, your why, why are you doing this? Where do you want to go? And what are you heading for? And then the, uh, the benefits, you know, just really drilling down on, you know, what drives you, what's your uh, motivating factors and, um, you know, it, passively and, um, actively, I mean, they're both very, very different from each other, but, uh, you know, finding out where you want to start, but I think starting, starting more than anything, it's, uh, at least yeah. you get your foot in the door. Um, yeah, definitely. So what are some future goals for, uh, for yourself and KGI Capital? Sure. Yeah. So for our company, uh, for KGI Capital, we are focused on multifamily and especially right now, strongly focused on the uh, heavy value add and distressed multifamily properties. That's where we feel the best. My business partner is a general contractor. And so that's just what we do best. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it works out really well. So he does a lot of the acquisition side and the underwriting kind of the numbers and then the uh, rehabs and repositioning kind of side of things. And I focus more on the uh, investors. So Looking forward with that, we'd like to continue staying focused on that path and continue with those types of properties because we feel that we have a strong um, niche, I guess, there that we can continue to work with. And we have a good background in that space to continue to uh, improve and you know grow in that area. So we'd like to move in that direction and continue going that way. Um, down the line, maybe a couple of years from now, we would like to also offer more um, alternative investments for our investors. So one thing that we would like to do uh, would be have a fund of some kind where investors can invest in into businesses um, and have a, so being able to have both because with multifamily distressed properties, typically, if you're investing in a deal like that, 
most of your profits you're going to see at the sale um, and or maybe a cash out refinance or something like that. You'll see some strong cash flow maybe towards the end, but you know, in the beginning, it's a whole lot of heavy lifting, yeah. um, a whole lot of fixing. So if you're an investor and you're looking for something with more cash flow, it's nice to have another option where maybe you're having these, you know, maybe you have a fund where you are invested in that has businesses that can bring in some cash flow as well. So yeah. having mul multiple options for investors, I think is really awesome and it, it's exciting to us. So we'd like to move in that direction. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think that's, that's a, a one thing that, that um, if you haven't discovered it yet, the others are will discover it is there's delayed gratification in multifamily. It's uh, not yes. out of the gates. <laughs> it is a uh, very, uh, it takes a while to get there. It's a, uh, but once you get your pipeline going and things are moving, it becomes gratifying. But like you said, it's just delayed. A transactional business, a business of, uh, with or a fund with businesses in it, that could get very fun too. It's like it boils down to your your people and your pillars and uh, it's people business everywhere you go. It's got a as long as yep. your, your management teams are strong and uh, you know it works out great. You've made some very very good points here. Um, is there anything that you? That you'd like to tell the audience that I haven't asked, just uh, as general information, people that want to get into it, and um, you know, like yourself, you've, you've taken a very good journey. You, you're very, you're experienced. You're uh, you keep growing. Uh, anything that uh, that you'd like to tell the audience? Yeah, I think that for anyone who's looking to get started, you know, like. I was saying with the networking, that's really important. Getting in, getting around the people that are already doing it um, is really, really important because like, for example, uh, the most recent deal we did was the Oklahoma, uh, the deal that we did in Oklahoma City for uh, the 72 unit property. Um, and we wouldn't have even found that deal without networking, um, without going to uh, virtual and um, in-person different meetups yeah. and talking to people, um, you know, through that, we were able to find partners that we wanted to work with who were uh, more experienced than ourselves so that we could mitigate that risk um, of, you know, doing, a, a, being a newer to the multifamily space and um, bringing investors into it. So we, you know, partnered with some people with more experience um, and, we were able to do that because we built relationships, because we found people that also had similar goals to what we were trying to do and a similar uh, business plan as well. They were looking at heavy value add properties and it just aligned really well. Um, so starting with that, finding people that align with your goals, um, finding investors that whose goals align with what you're doing as well. Um, not trying to tell anybody who doesn't have similar goals that they should be investing with you. Um, yeah, and true. partnering with experience, if you're newer, I think is a great way to do it because you can build your track record and you can mitigate the risk that otherwise you would have as a newer investor with um, passive investors money, because uh, that's not something to play around with. <laughs> I absolutely love that. If um, if you can put somebody in front of you, the who, not how, you become less of the liability in the room, and now your deal makes more sense because it's you've got a proven, oh, yeah. proven person <laughs> with the uh, the path forward. So that's that's huge. I'm glad you said yeah. that. Yeah, um, investing is a team sport. Like yeah. if you're trying to do it all by yourself, uh, I think that there's a quote by Eric Thomas that's like, "We can go far alone, 
but we can go further together. Oh, for sure. That's, that's great. Big, that's investing, real estate investing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Alex, uh, we truly appreciate your time today. If, um, if somebody wants to reach out to you to, to know more about KGI um, or yourself, how can they get a hold of you? They can go to our website. That's a great way to get a hold of me. Uh, it's at um, KGI, uh, investwithkgi.com. Perfect. And uh, other than that, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. So you can always just go there and uh, connect with me and we can chat there. And, um, you know, I'm happy to help anybody who's interested in getting involved in uh, the multifamily real estate space, active or passively. Um, happy to chat, set up a time to have a little call and talk about your goals and see how I can help. Awesome. All right, Alex, pleasure talking to you and I'm sure we'll talk soon. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Josh. All right. Bye. Bye.